Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 56. Thank you so much for joining me and thank you for all of your reviews which helped me to grow the podcast. Please keep them coming. I'm very grateful for every single one that you leave me. Happy Easter fucking holidays to all of my teacher friends. Congratulations, you have made it through the worst term in my opinion. That's the one with all the stressy shit in, I think. So congratulations on surviving that. And um, we're at the start of two weeks of glorious lions and chocolate eggs for breakfast, dinner and tea. All is well in the world. And I went to Bongo's Bingo on Friday night, which was so good. Got absolutely slaughtered on tequila, rosé and prosecco by about half past seven. Danced all night with the girls. And then last night I went out for a meal with my family and friends. And right now as I'm recording, the sun is shining and I am about to go out for lunch with my friend Tom. So I'm having a fucking belt for the weekend and I hope that you are too. So earlier this week, my lovely friend Jack sent me a reel on Instagram, which gave me the inspiration for this week's podcast. And the reel was four sentences that will make you rethink your life. So I thought that today I would share those with you and talk a little bit more about each one. So the first sentence was, happiness is not the absence of problems, it's the ability to deal with them. Problems are an inevitable part of life. We've all got problems Even when someone appears to be leading like a perfect life on Instagram, there will always be something going on in that person's world which is causing them a problem. It's just the nature of being a human. And it could be that you're having problems with money or with work or with family, with relationships, with your image, with a particular person or any other number of areas. And if you're waiting until your life is free from problems to be happy, then you're going to be waiting a very long time. And going back to last week's episode where I was talking about the law of assumption, it's really important to remember that we are the only creator of our reality and that works both for good and for bad. Our thoughts and our assumptions are always playing out in our 3D reality. So when you can start to accept that whatever situation in your life, whether it's favourable or unfavourable, is as a result of your thinking, then you can start to change that. If it's causing you a problem, you can just adjust your thoughts accordingly for a better future outcome in that area. Your 3D reality is just purely a reflection of what you're thinking on the inside and what you're using your 4D reality or your imagination to focus on. So then if you want a situation to resolve quickly, you have to be able to master how to react to and deal with problems well because if you react in a certain way then you're going to be creating more negative assumptions about that situation or that problem which then have to play out in the 3D. So when you start to handle your perceived problems well then you're ultimately creating a better 3D reality with far less problems for you to have to deal with going forward in the future. For example I have a problem right now I'm fucking starving. And I've been waiting for Thomas for ages because he texted me saying he was going to be half an hour late because he was, in his words, tanning his bumhole in the garden. And now his bumhole is tanned. I'm going to go for lunch. So I will see you in a couple of hours, which will feel like half a second for you. Well, guys, I'm back from lunch. It was very, very nice. However, it was on Monday and now it's Thursday evening because I started recording podcasts 
went for dinner, ate loads of pancakes and drank a mocktail. I just fucking completely forgot that I was recording. So we're three days later. But never mind, never mind. So anyway, I was talking about how our ability to deal with our problems and accept that we have, whether we like it or not, played a major part in creating them is very important and although we might not really like that idea it does put us back in the driving seat and give us our power back and it allows us to adjust our focus and our thoughts accordingly. When we encounter a problem often we'll allow ourselves to react quite negatively to that problem and it might be something simple like that we get stuck in traffic on our way to work And we can either choose to get annoyed and start ranting and raving in the car, beeping our horn and calling people a wanker out the window, or we can change our reaction to align with a preferable outcome in future and spend that extra time doing something positive like dancing in the car or, my personal recommendation, listening to a fabulous podcast called Positive Pig. The problem is the same either way, but the reaction is different. And whichever you choose will have a knock-on effect because it has to play out in your future 3D reality. So start choosing your reaction wisely. And you can also start to reframe the idea of a problem as a challenge. And I was listening to another podcast this week called Rob Dial. Um, and he used the example of a video game and he said that if you bought a video game and your character just wandered around looking at the scenery all day and never came across a challenge, then you would very quickly get bored of the game and stop playing it. And that's really true. We've got to have problems to experience that feeling of like satisfaction when we overcome them. And each time that we level up in our life is a result of overcoming some some kind of obstacle that we've experienced or a problem or a challenge. And if you look back on your life at like your hardest times, no matter how difficult they were at the time, in hindsight, you probably wouldn't change things now because you grew from those experiences. So take a little bit of time to sit down and think about what problems are you repeatedly experiencing and how might you be creating them? How are you reacting to those problems? And how could you change your reaction so that you don't have to keep experiencing that same issue over and over again? So sentence one, happiness is not the absence of problems, it's the ability to deal with them. Amen, sister. So the second sentence was feeling sad after making a decision doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. And this one hit me right in the feels. Now, this could relate to lots of things. For example, it could be that you have to make a decision to move to another country to open yourself up to a new opportunity. Um, I've got a friend, Faye, who I met through this podcast. Well, I've never actually met her because she lives across the globe. But she's from the UK and she moved to Australia a few years ago. And I know that she, like anyone who moves so far away from everything that they've known, has at times found that move really difficult and has felt sad that she's so far away from home and from her family and everything that she knows. Does it mean that it was the wrong decision? Absolutely not. She's happily living with a boyfriend, having great new experiences that she would never have over here, absolutely bossing it in a business. And she posts photos of herself, much to my dismay, while I'm sat in the pissing rain, of her drinking coffee on the beach at sunrise while she's journaling. And that makes me want to move to Australia myself. Um, By the way, she has a Facebook group called Unlock Infinite Potential, which is absolutely amazing, so go and join her. But I can't imagine how difficult that decision must have been 
to move your whole life to the other side of the world. It It's a really hard thing to do, but it's the right thing. It was the right thing for her and for many other people. It could be that you have got to end a relationship that's no longer working, even though you might still really love that person. It might be that you're on a different page and that you want different things in life. Maybe the relationship is dragging you into like a spiral of negativity and it's just run its course. Is it sad? Yes, it's fucking sad, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. Maybe you've got a really exciting business venture that you want to pursue and in order to do that, you need to leave your job and the people that you enjoy working with. That's one that I know is in my future and when I think about leaving, it makes me really sad because despite teaching almost killing me off at one point, in many ways, I absolutely loved being a teacher, so that was hard enough. And to think of leaving altogether would be extremely difficult for me because I work with some of my closest friends and I'm so bonded to them. But I know that at some point, probably in the not too distant future, that will be the right decision for me and for my growth. And that's a decision that I will have to make, even though it will make me sad. Um, So personally, I link this mostly to people and relationships. And I have had to make some decisions about who I allow access to me and to my life and to my energy over the last year or two. And those decisions that I've made have resulted in me losing people who at one point were people that I could not imagine being without. And I'm talking like main player characters in my life. And that shit is very hard and very sad. There are people that I loved deeply who I've had to make the difficult decision to let go of. And it has on many occasions made me feel really, really sad within two years or less, my circle of people has gone from looking like a barn dance to looking like more of a fucking triangle. And it's been a huge adjustment, but I had to make those decisions and I had to lose those people in order to step into who I'm becoming. And most importantly, to protect my peace, which is my main priority always now. And when I did do that, it allowed space for new people to come in who I didn't think I was ever going to be friends with or ever going to be around. And those people now really support my growth and are aligned with this current version of me. So have a think about what you're holding on to and what difficult decisions that you might need to make in your life. And trust that even when you feel sad, that doesn't mean that you've made the wrong choice. Okay, so the third sentence is, you're not stressed because you're doing too much, you're doing too little of what makes you feel alive. Wow, ain't this the truth? So we're so often wrapped up in the day-to-day grind of life and things that we believe that we have to do, that when we get home from work and we're tired, we just want to lie on the couch all night and scroll on TikTok and watch the telly and hope that we'll feel refreshed because of it, but we never really do. It's absolutely fine to do that sometimes and we definitely all have times where we need to just go into complete sloth mode and sleep and completely rest but most of the time we're not actually tired, we're just giving all of our time and attention to the wrong activities and if you think about the difference in your energy levels and your outlook and your overall mindset after two different types of weekends you'll see that one has a better outcome than the other. So for example, you've worked all week, it's Friday night, 
you're tired, you get a takeaway, you watch a bit of telly, you scroll on your phone and then you fall on the, fall asleep on the couch at like eight o'clock. And then suddenly it's Saturday morning, you lie in bed till as late as possible, probably like 11, half 11. And then you just sit in your jammers all day, rotting away and repeat the same again at night. And then Sunday comes and maybe you've got to begrudgingly go and see your mother-in-law and Hoover. And then you've still got to do the food shopping and all that shit. And then you come home, you've got to cook tea and sort everything out out at home, especially if you're a mum. And then sit back on the couch and experience the Sunday dread because it's gone in the blink of an eye and it's Monday again. So then you go to work and you tell your colleagues how fast the weekend's gone and you repeat until the end of time and you never feel any more energised or like you feel less stressed. You're just repeating the same cycle and getting the same results every week versus a different type of weekend. So let's say it's Friday night, you come home, you're a bit tired still because you've still been working hard, but then you run a bath and then you have a couple of Proseccos and sit down. But instead of turning on the telly, you do some insert hobby here. For me, it'd be like painting or reading. And then it's Saturday morning, you get up early even though you might not really want to get up early, you get up early, force yourself to get up and go for a dip in the waterfall maybe, highly recommended. Go for a walk in the sunshine. In the afternoon, you might like meet up with one of your friends for a coffee and have a good chat with them. And then it's Saturday night, so you might go out for a meal and drinks or whatever you like to do for fun at the weekend. And then on Sunday morning, you have a bit of a lie until about nine o'clock then get up, do a bit of yoga, journal while you have your brew and then you have a nice breakfast and go somewhere for a ride with your family, maybe a garden centre. I like a garden centre or somewhere more interesting that I can't think of right now. And then you maybe come home, read your book for an hour, make a Sunday dinner or ideally get somebody else to make a Sunday dinner for you and just spend the evening like relaxing and watching a film together. And then when Monday comes... Because you've filled your weekend doing things that make you feel alive and you feel like you have used your time well and enjoyed it all, then instead of rotting away indoors, you can't relate to your colleague who's complaining about how quickly the weekend went because you've had a fucking belter. And I am aware that I do have the luxury that I live on my own, I don't have any kids, I only have to keep me and Gloria alive and look after us. So I do have a bit more of a luxury in that respect. If you've got two kids, then I'm aware that you have a lot more to do and that you might have to work at weekends, but it doesn't have to be just at weekends. Start thinking about how you can design your life better so that you don't have to do those things that you're absolutely dreading. Could you pay a cleaner, tenner an hour, to come and clean your house instead of you doing it all weekend? Could you... um, get your husband or some other fucker to iron the school uniforms as their little job? Could you eat out every other weekend instead of always cooking? Could you do your food shopping online? Could you get a like a gusto box or a what they called Hello Fresh box or something like that? I one of the things that I really hated was food shopping. Like, I don't really have the same problem now because I just live on twirls and I don't really cook much. But when I wasn't single and I had to <laughs> feed someone else, then 
I, I just hated food shopping. So I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm just not going to fucking do this anymore. I'm not doing it. So I found a way around that to make my life easier, to give me more time. And I'm not immune to doing that at all in any way, shape or form. There are many, many a weekend where I will just sit there in my pyjamas and do fuck all. And I never, ever, ever feel better for it or feel less stressed for it. I always feel worse. So really try this week to think about, even if you can't do all of those things that I've just suggested, can you think of one activity that you really, really enjoy? It might be that you like, I don't know, playing badminton or something like that. Could you go once this week? Could you do one thing this week that is going to make you feel more alive? Think about it. Yes, you fucking can. No excuses. I'm trying to record the next sentence, but I've just had a bite of a bread roll that's at least four days old, and it's so dry it's giving me hiccups. One second, please. So we're up to the fourth and final sentence, which is, the lesson you struggle with will repeat itself until you learn from it. And don't I fucking know it? I believe that before our soul comes to earth to take a human form, that we choose a set of experiences for ourselves, which will allow us to learn the lessons that we most need to learn. And in my opinion, the whole purpose of this human life is just simply to learn and to have fun. And if we successfully complete our assignment and learn the lessons that will allow our soul to evolve, then we'll be able to move on to our next form, whatever that might be. And if we don't learn them in our allocated time slot, then when we die, I think that we will be hurled back down to earth in another human form to repeat those same lessons until we do. And I'm doing my best to learn them in this life because although I love being a human, I do, I truly do. The cat life is more for me, I've decided. Napping and eating are two of my very favourite activities, so I'm eager to evolve into a cat next time around or something better if there is anything better than being a cat. And until you do the inner work, and start digging around and doing the difficult parts of the journey to find those repeating patterns that are occurring in your life, then you'll continue to be faced with the same situations. They might look slightly different, but they're the same overall lesson over and over and over again. But the universe has got a delightful little way about it of making them increasingly more painful and more unpleasant in the hopes that you'll finally apply and what you've learned last time and what you were taught last time and get the fucking hint and each time you are given that same lesson it's more severe until eventually you learn it whether you like it or not. So from this point onwards try to make a habit of looking at a situation that's happened in your life usually one that's not favourable and thinking, what can I learn from this? What is the takeaway from this scenario? Because everything is a lesson. There's nothing that happens that we can't learn from, that we can't grow through, that we can't level up. And it's like I was talking about before, about thinking about how you react to your problems. That's a lesson in itself. If you are repeating a certain reaction to the same issue or problem or challenge that you're facing 
and you're continuing to get the same result, then maybe there's a lesson in that that you need to change your reaction to get a better outcome. You need to learn how to manipulate your energy and manipulate your thoughts to create the life that you want. Everything is a lesson. So whenever you experience something that's not particularly pleasant, take a minute to look back over that and think, right, what what can I take from that? What have I learned? What am I going to do differently next time? How have I been a part of creating this issue or this challenge? And what do I want to do in future? So they are the four sentences that will hopefully make you rethink your life. I'm going to read them again just to finish. That was quite a short one, wasn't it? I'm normally ranting on for bloody ages. So sentence number one, happiness is not the absence of problems. It's the ability to deal with them. Sentence number two, where is it? I've lost it. Hang on. Oh, there we go. Feeling sad after making a decision doesn't mean that it was the wrong decision. Sentence number three, you're not stressed because you're doing too much. You're doing too little of what makes you feel alive. And sentence number four, finally, the lesson that you struggle with will repeat itself until you learn from it. So I hope that you found that useful. Let me know what you think. Get your journal out, do a bit of digging and have a fantastic week. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.